Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart is a Muscle podcast with the one and only Joseph, this lovely voice that's talking to you right now, and across the desk there, we have got Jordan James, just Hi. Jordan James. So, Jordan James, what are we talking about today? Well, today, Joseph is going to blow our minds with this new cutting-edge concept called... Should I say it? You should say it. Trauma Horizons. So, if you're ready to get traumatized, no. We're going to fix your trauma. (laughs) Anyways, stay tuned. This is like cutting edge mental health science right here. Boom. Boom. Okay. Guess what, everyone? Guess what, everyone? This is the Heart is a Muscle podcast coming to you live for us delayed for you from our new studio yay yeah we are officially moved in we are officially moved in and we now have literally uh, a den that is our studio for doing this podcast Mm -hmm. it's our sacred space yeah hopefully we'll be able to get some video of us cool cats doing this podcast too because We've got twinkle lights up in this bee. We've got literally the universe. The cosmos the shining, cosmos shining on us. Um, our shrine, which our shrine. still still needs to be Yet erected. To be set up. Yep. Yeah, it needs to be unpacked. So <laughs> Every good shrine gets packed up and unpacked every once in a while. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we got boxes everywhere. But uh, yeah, so we have moved out of the launching pad and now we have moved into... Level up. up. This is our our new uh, designation for this apartment. The level up place. Level up place. And so we're going to level up this. We're going to level up. Ooh, I like the level up palace. Yeah. <laughs> this is our level up hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Man, uh, maybe all of you beautiful listeners can relate to this when you move somewhere new and you're like, oh, man, like this just feels like a hotel. Like It's just too new. <laughs> That's exactly it's too like, foreign. I, our stuff is here, but it doesn't feel like it is home yet. Yeah, we still got to make this home. Yeah, although our kitchen, I set that up really nicely, mm-hmm. if I do say so myself. Yep, Jordan nailed it, as she always does. I'm pretty good at like setting shit up. I'm not that great at like decorating and stuff, but I, I, I guess I, I'm okay. I would disagree. You're pretty good at decorating when you put your mind to it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. All right, well, we have um, a very special. A very topic. special. This is going to be kind of a thought exercise, a cutting edge. cutting edge type of thing. And um, I think this is something new. I don't even really have this quite nailed down. Yeah, but this well, is you a, made it up. <laughs> I think I. <laughs> if, Brilliant. Yeah, if you're hearing this for the first time and you've never heard this anywhere else, I think this is something I'm coining, and I am calling it Trauma Horizons. Ooh, mm-hmm. ah. So you heard it first from the one and only Joseph and the one and only trauma-informed coach, Jordan James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just Jordan James. <laughs> <laughs> so what is a trauma horizon? Um, I feel like, for me, trauma horizons are things that I have felt for the longest time and not been able to put a name to it. But now I like this name that I'm putting on it. I do too. And I'm going to take a stab at trying to describe it and then i'd love your feedback jordan because i know this is something that i think is a really relevant thing that will be very helpful to have people recognize when they're butting up against real 
past, present, future traumas. <laughs> totally, yeah. So what is Trauma Horizon for me? Well, let me tell you my experience. Um, there's been uh, a number of times in probably the past two or three years when I've been so out of my comfort zone in so many different directions that I come up against what seems kind of like a wall um, of limiting beliefs, of angry thoughts, of parts, not being able to communicate or not getting along. And when this kind of goes on for long enough, I feel like there's kind of a leveling of the playing field of like what is the like deep-seated need that I can't quite put my finger on. And when I can kind of sort through a lot of the, for me, it's mostly anger and frustration, how a lot of my trauma manifests um, in my outward expression of it from my parts. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of my parts that really want to just have fun and play and and not have to have huge adult responsibilities, but they always are just burdened with these things. And they get really angry about that. And a lot of the protectors that come out express that in angry rage. sound. Angry sound. I'm trying to be much better about no, my rage. Yeah, I know. It's not rage. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I was going to say, Jordan James, you've been the rage for I've been recently. so ragey, you guys. I've been so ragey. Wow, yeah. But that's okay. Rage is needed every once in a while. So a trauma horizon for me, uh, if I had to put a sentence to it, is the culmination of the needs of parts being recognized as a frontier that needs to be crossed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess a, a frontier um, that, how would you say this? Kind of like your um, internal family needs to cross to make progress. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, What's a good analogy to this? Um, It's kind of like a plateau in like a fitness routine where you're like, I know I'm working really hard, but I feel like I'm not getting anywhere and I'm just putting more and more effort into it and I need to kind of shake it up Mm -hmm. or like push through or change something up Mm -hmm. to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I kind of... I think that's a fair assessment of what a trauma horizon is. Mm -hmm. And honestly, people, you are literally listening to this being developed at this This very moment. This is a cutting edge conversation. Yeah, This is cutting edge. And this is, you know, this is from my personal experience where I'm coming from this this thesis. But I think it's a very relatable thing. Totally. I'm going to pass the ball to you, Jordan, because I think you can relate to this too. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so like uh, to me, the trauma horizon is that was um, the sparkling water. That was a big fart. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. That was my sparkling water. Yeah, that we filled up in the lobby because we have that on tap. (laughs) Probably the best perk of this place so far. (laughs) Um, yeah, I use that today too. I squeezed a little lemon in the bottom of it and then I went down there. Yeah, for sure. Try that. So good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, a trauma horizon to me is where my internal world 
and my external world like meet when the courage of my internal world like healing of my internal world and moving forward in my external world connect Mm -hmm. like that is the horizon Mm -hmm. and um I am really glad we're actually talking about this because I think it is one of the most important skills you can create, like you can cultivate in yourself, both for your healing and for like your massive action in the outside world is to identify what your next trauma horizon is. Or to like recognize if you're up against the trauma horizon. Yeah. I think that's been the struggle part for me i like the way you described that i think we should run with that one <laughs> we should incorporate well, your, the yours is too like yours was describing more of how it feels yeah um and for me the the powerful thing about trauma horizons has been when it's kind of that recognition of like i'm stuck i'm up against this like barrier and i need to go past it mm-hmm. but like you suggested, I bet this could be a really powerful thing to prepare if you're if you're on a journey of healing. Yeah, totally. Like, because I think, like, looking back on my journey, I think that's what I've been doing. Is like when I find myself stuck, it's I'm like, oh, okay, what is what is the thing inside of me that's keeping me stuck, or like what action in the outside world am I afraid to take? And usually, it's because of trauma that I'm afraid. And so that is my trauma horizon. Like the trauma horizon is the conversation that is inviting you into your courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause for me, one of the big powerful things about being on my healing journey, I don't know. Healing journey is a little bit kind of cliche, but if my, my reconciliation journey, I would say, of reconciling for the first time for realsies, like what what all the inputs and outputs of my life have oh, really wow. meant. Oh, wow. I've never heard you say it like that before. That's so beautiful. Yeah, because I don't know if I'm so much healing. And like, I don't know if it's really like that appropriate to be like, oh, you're sick. You, <laughs> you have mental sickness. You need to heal. Yeah, you know, that's true. That's a good point. But I think for me especially and for a lot of people it is a sorting out of the wheat from the chaff chaff or whatever totally um to the wheat fu- from the shaft yeah <laughs> <laughs> the wheat from the chaff what's this big shaft doing in here <laughs> oh my <laughs> who put this big shaft in the wheat <laughs> this is a serious podcast yeah. Jordan. <laughs> clearly <laughs> We're talking about trauma horizons here. <laughs> hey, you know what? Mark my words, everybody. You're going to hear this first, and you can totally call it that you heard it first, that trauma horizons is going to be a thing. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a core part of my coaching. Yeah. And where are we going? Oh, shit. So, um, oh, my reconciliation journey. Um. When there's been things that have been tough to reconcile of like, why am I still so angry? Or why do I go in these like crazy angry spirals that just you know, feed on themselves and, and all this kind of stuff? It's usually because 
there's some sort of usually for me pretty small t traumas of um not really neglect but just kind of um not a whole lot of connection yeah like emotionally and yeah yeah. emotional connection with my past and you know my parents and my peers and all that kind of stuff um or it's been a lot of confusion that has led to just like mediocre results and like things in my life that I feel like should be really powerful, mm-hmm. you know, i.e. career, financial stuff. Um, somehow I got relationships nailed. I don't know how I did that. That was Dude, just a lot of baby, like trial and error. You have nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, no, you know how you did that? How did I do that? You stopped lying to yourself and you were radically honest. Yeah. You broke that like trauma. That's pretty true. You, you like, that was a trauma horizon that you met with me and you fucking did it. That totally was. So let me recap this for everyone. If you've heard this before, it's a fun story. You're going to hear it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was a period in my life when I was, I think about 26 or 27, had been in a long relationship very un- unhappy for a long, long time, not really going anywhere. Um, and my main way of kind of like living my life was not really being totally like a liar and like manipulative, but just not really owning up to my truth or what I wanted or whatever. And just kind of using a lot of small lies to kind of just drag shit out and not really make commitments and kind of just living a, uh, you know, not very, uh, forward life. And it was just making me so frustrated because nothing that I wanted to happen was happening. Um, I, you know, felt like I didn't have the courage to like make choice. They would be decisive or anything. I was basically, I've, I literally felt like I was on like the edge of a cliff and was just like, I know I need to jump off this cliff to like move forward in my life. But it's a cliff and I'm scared. That's right. And That's how a trauma horizon fucking feels yeah, to me. Yeah. Right. And eventually I I jumped and hit all the bumps on the way down. But when I landed, I got right up and was just like, oh, thank God I jumped. Like, I'm so glad I left all that bullshit behind there. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm in this lush valley of opportunities. And it was kind of this turning point for me when I was just like, never again am I going to live that life? I'm going to just do my best to be honest about it as much as I can to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be shitty for a lot of people. And it's sometimes not going to make me feel very good and it's going to be scary, but a hundred percent committed. And here we are today. I'm still committed to that. I don't think I've lied to you ever. Besides, like, hiding a gift or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, baby, you've been so fucking honest. Yeah. You've been just a stand-up partner. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I didn't know it existed. Well, here it is. Yeah. And it could be yours, too, folks out there. Radical With truth. With your own man. Just want to be clear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> baby, don't be so greedy. There's plenty of the one and only Joseph to go around. <laughs> no, there's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, there's definitely, I don't want to give anything else to anybody else. I want yeah, it all I'm, for you, baby. I, I just want to be explicit about that. Oh, let's be explicit about that. Yeah. 
I want to be explicit how explicit that was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be explicit about how important it is to make things explicit. Um, but yeah, so that was for me a huge trauma horizon that I walked over and really took my life in a better direction. It wasn't such a drastic trauma horizon or such a like drastic thing that I fixed everything. I'm still fixing a lot of things, but it was one of those big things where I had to face up to a, a part of me that was really trying to help me survive by just not being honest Mm -hmm. and kind of talking with that part. Cause I remember it was, you know, obviously back then I knew nothing about IFS or self or anything like that, but it did feel like a really like honest conversation with myself where it was just like, you know what? I'm so uh, like more than like being tired of lying to everybody else. I'm just tired of lying to myself. Like, fuck, that's so lame. And like, (laughs) it's so frustrating. And it's just, it's just like this big burden you got to carry around. Lies are just this fucking backpack full of shit you got to carry around with Mm -hmm. you. And it's all mixed up and you got to sort through it every once in a while and be like, oh, fuck, I got to find this one thing and I can't (laughs) find it. Totally. Oh, my God. That's exactly (laughs) what it's like. Yeah. But, yeah, when I was able to kind of cultivate that self-like talk and I talked with this, this protector part that was just like, yeah, lies like lies lies aren't scary you can make a lie whatever you want it to be and like it doesn't have to be scary you can just kind of you can just kind of skirt the truth Mm -hmm. and i was like i get that but like then we never go anywhere we're always skirting something so i don't know it just feels better to like be uncomfortable in the moment and then be free Mm -hmm. because living a life of a thousand lies is having a thousand shackles on your arms and legs. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it's so poetic and on and poignant. Yeah. And I, well, I'm kind of connecting the dots a little bit because like what you said this morning of like, Oh, I'm lying to myself again, like in a different way. It wasn't about relationships, but like, I wonder if that, if you're finding yourself stuck or in a plateau or spinning your wheels, I wonder if that's one of the first questions you could ask yourself is like, where am I lying to myself? Yeah. Yeah, that was a real... What What was I even talking about this morning that I was lying to myself? That I can Being do Being able to do oh, all those man. things. So yeah, let's recap a little bit. I'm talking a lot in this one, people. No, so. this is great. This is good shit, baby. Um, this morning, uh, I was hard against the trauma horizon. Yeah. <laughs> totally. You were hard against your trauma horizon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. Um, trying to decide, you know, me being a, a type 7 Enneagram and a projector, right? Mm-hmm. I can go in a million different directions and make a million different things happen without really being able to realize that, like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I can. Mm-hmm. And I really want to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my parts are try to protect me from the uh, harsh reality that I can't <laughs> by making me think I can. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was kind of one of those things this morning where it was just like, and I've had this revelation before, but not, I think, as profound, where it's just like, I, I can't try and do everything I'm trying to do all by myself. And I don't want to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. But it is a scary thing for me to like go find help. Totally. Yeah. And like, what's scary about that for your parts? Because a lot of my parts have been super disappointed by people helping me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, cause I think there's a big protector part of me. That's just like every time we've ever had to like have someone help us, we've always had to end up helping them to help us. And oh so it just creates God, more work. That's so relatable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you, you are probably the first person that, um, has been able to help me as equally as I've been able to help you. Oh, I'm so happy you yeah. feel that way. And like when you help me, I don't have to like help you help me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so oh, yeah, baby. that's a really powerful thing that, that you have. There's been a few other people in my life, but I don't know. I think it's probably just the quality of people that I have in my life <laughs> more than anything else. So yeah, that was a, a big revelation where it was just like, I'm lying to myself again about that, this reality. And it is pretty heartbreaking for some of my parts who want to be able to just like live in a fantasy of like, ah, oh, I can just do it all. And this is a really frustrating thing. I'd like to get your take on this too, Jordan, because I think you've been exposed to this too. And I think this is a wave that's kind of cresting and breaking of this like grind movement of like, yeah, you can you can have 20 different income streams and do it all by yourself and like, you know, be this ultra boss, boss bitch babe thing and like run your own business without any help. And it's just like, that narrative, A, has never been true. Nobody ever does any of this stuff by themselves. Um, and just the thought that you can do that and that like kind of glorification of like, let's do a you know, 30, 30 minute grind set where I'm going to do 20 things. It's just like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. That is pure like propaganda. That's pure like what the patriarchy has done to capitalism. And it's just kind of this chic thing like, yeah, you can fucking like sit down and grind stuff out for sure. You have to do that. And I do that every once in a while, too. But you you can't that can't be like the only way you do things. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely unsustainable. Yeah. And actually, if I find myself doing that in my business, that's kind of a sign that I'm far from home. I'm like working outside of my power. Yeah. So yeah. Tell me more. I feel yeah. Tell us more. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> Yeah. Tag, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so about that, it's like my especially my three parts, like that's how they have learned to achieve things is just go like very fast and grind it out. And like just like when we started that book together mm, and you oh, were like, dude. Whoa, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah. And I I was just like lost in it. Like they took over and I didn't even notice that that happened until I went to the bathroom. I was like, whoa, where, what just happened there? Yeah. This, this was a funny event. You, you came up with this idea. You're like, I have this idea for this book that I want to do. You want to go out to dinner and talk about it? 
And I was like, great, let's go out and get some beer and talk about it. And within like 30 minutes, we were so deep into like the mechanics of how we were going to do this. And your parts were just bulldozing everything. And I was like, oh my God, like what the what the fuck? Yeah. We don't even know what this book's about yet. <laughs> it was adorable. Yeah. So that's my three parts. And so like when I find myself grinding and that kind of stuff, that kind of, it's like that, I, that's not where my power comes from. Mm-hmm. That's like where my parts try to create power from, but that's not where my power comes from. All my results have come from a state of ease. Like straight up, a straight of ease and authenticity. Yeah. And trust. And yeah, that's just like data that my parts have. And, and, but every time I get to the next level, I'm going to have to collect new data about that. But so that's like kind of, that's a sign of when I'm in my trauma horizon is like, where am I trying to like achieve something mm-hmm. away from home, away from my power? Ooh, do you think? the different Enneagrams have different trauma horizons? Hundred per- well, yeah. Like I think each individual has their own unique trauma horizon mm-hmm. based on their parts and what they've been through. But I think the Enneagram is the ways that we, it can highlight the ways that we, like the red flags of when mm-hmm. we're up against the trauma horizon mm-hmm. or when it's, when it's time to face the trauma horizon. Yeah. Cause I think in the both of the instances that I talked about are really relatable to the more seven ish parts that I hold, mm-hmm. you know, not wanting to, to avoiding, avoiding pain. <laughs> yeah, totally. And like overestimating the amount of energy because like you want to do so many fun things. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be limited by like your energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Man. My seven parts, they're so tricksy. <laughs> they are tricksy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to decide whether I'm really more seven-oriented or if I'm more one-oriented. Because, man, today I was very one-ish fixing a, a problem that needed fixing, and I knew all it was going to take was time and dedicated thought and like precision work yep or at least some precision work Mm -hmm. and guess what fucking nailed it it. was the hero of the day yeah baby that felt nice you're always (laughs) a hero of my day definitely don't when (laughs) this is also a new term of mine that i think is kind of funny but also like cringy um if you feel like where you work is a failure factory (laughs) (laughs) i.e uh you suffer more failures and like letdowns and like disappointments than you do successes to sign yeah <laughs> sign it's a sign that you're in a trauma horizon yeah, and it's like a sign. You gtfo oh man there's change needed yeah yeah totally anyways yeah yeah okay so there's one other thing i want to say about the trauma horizon yeah um and it's the place okay i'm, I'm just going to be speaking my weird jordan language here yeah. but speak your language yeah it's the place where you you're like passing through the eye of the needle where our trauma wants us to go in the extremes Mm -hmm. 
And mm. so usually our trauma horizon is like oscillating between two extremes. So like when, what, like, can I use an example this morning with yeah. you? Like when, um, we were talking about, okay, we have, we have all of these things that you're doing and your parts were like, I don't want to stop them. Like we, like we can't stop them. I told myself I was not going to stop them again. And so like, that's one extreme of like, we can't stop and we just got to keep going and we're going to keep going, going, going. Mm -hmm. And then the other extreme I heard from a part was like, well, fuck it. Might as well just stop it all. Like burn it all down. Like let's not do anything Mm -hmm. then. And so like, but what you're finding is the middle way of like getting the support that you need to like keep things going, but not doing it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Cause eventually the, I don't know if this is a solution, but kind of the middle way, I think mm-hmm. that my parts kind of agreed on ironically after like driving for a while and kind of just like being, focusing on something else was like, okay, yeah, like I do need to make one thing the main focus and put everything else either on the back burner or take time and put it on autopilot mm-hmm. or like automate it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of interesting. This is a lot of stuff that Tim Ferriss talks about in the four minute or four hour work week of just like automate everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you, if it can be automated, automate it. Um, so I think that's kind of where I'm at with that journey. And you know, that's kind of a, a, an agreement that my parts are like, okay, well like then we're not going to let it all like go, but we're also not going to try and like have our hands on everything. Totally. Yeah. And like try to just, be a manager and not a um, operator. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like usually a big, huge, like maybe the most important part of finding the middle way is asking for help. Yeah. And that's kind of finding where, competent support. That's where I'm at right now that my parts are kind of up against a new wall of just like, okay, well now we have to find competent support and like, mm-hmm. That's kind of the next challenge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So. But you kind of signed yourself up for some. It, we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, you know, I think this is kind of with everything else. Like, I have to totally be willing to, like, find people and have them fail. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just kind of keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, if there's anyone out there that's got competent support and wants to do some <laughs> cool side work, yeah, you can contact. Totally. <laughs> where, can they, where can they find you? Um, probably the best place would be uh the one and only Joseph at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. That's T H E the number one, A N D O L N Y J O S E F at gmail dot com. Did I spell that right? Um, I want, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're a little dyslexic on the only. <laughs> <laughs> O-L-N-Y. It's O-N-L-Y. All right, well. I mean, I know you know how to spell. It's just dyslexia. Not, I barely know how to spell. <laughs> <laughs>
This is the weird irony of life, people. I was able to get a master's degree in engineering and I could barely spell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you have dyslexia, baby. It's not your yeah. fault. Yep. Um, so, so that's my trauma rise, my damn dyslexia. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it hard it's to the read. The edge you carry with you. Yeah. Oh, man. Seriously, the edge I keep in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, yeah so how can we use this we've kind of tickled that idea how can this be a useful thing like if you were coaching someone what would you look for to kind of signal like oh a trauma horizon ahead well i think this is what i actually do in my coaching um because i look you so usually a trauma horizon is where parts um are polarized with one another yeah Okay. And so I look for those two extremes of like one part says this and another part feels this way. And that's what I'm like, okay, boom, there's something to talk about there mm-hmm. because there's a wound underneath that right. that is causing that is causing like this polarization with the parts because like what happens is a wound gets caused and one part takes on another role to protect yourself from that wound. And then in order to balance your inner system out, another part comes along and is like, shit, I've got to play the opposite role to this protector part. Otherwise this protector part is going to run us into the ground or cause something bad to happen. And so those polarities inside of us are like nature's way of trying to balance, keep ourselves balanced after our trauma, after we're wounded. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's kind of what I look for. Cause really ultimately the trauma horizon is a wound like a core yeah. wound to be um, related to, like to ha- have a different conversation around the same wound mm-hmm. in a way that it can actually heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really poignant way of putting it because thinking about my experience this morning when I I did have, there were extremely strong, I would say like, um, kind of like masculine enforcer parts that were just like, no, we have made a like agreement with ourselves mm-hmm. and we do not go back on agreements, mm-hmm. especially not this one. Mm-hmm. And like, we will defend this. Yeah. How dare you? Totally. But then, you know, that's kind of the one extreme of just like, we're like, we refuse to change. Is basically their like mm-hmm. motto. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was this weird kind of shift that went around what the real, I think the real hurt was. They went to the opposite end and was just like, well, if we can't change, then I guess we'll just pour gasoline on everything. Yeah. And just fuck it all. Mm-hmm. It was a real nihilistic, mm-hmm. believe in nothing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like when that part really comes out and that part gets spun up, eventually everyone's just like, oh, part, like <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. But Even like the part like a, runs out of steam. Where yeah. just like, and then, you know, I'm going to fucking like jump off the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I find those nihilistic parts just need to voice themselves and they all just kind of exhaust themselves. Yeah. But... The real, so what was the real unmet need 
this morning for me. Hmm. I think the unmet need was the... This is something that I've been feeling a lot. And this kind of relates back to the, the failure factory of just like when you are doing your best at something that you believe you're the best at and all you're receiving is just like negativity or failure. Like failure is good, but like prolonged failure in like without relief or without like some success can be pretty toxic. Dude, yeah, for sure. Um, and it's when you kind of get stuck in that not being able to uh, to to make a change or make a shift or make a uh, a difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things I'm running up against is like literally making a physical thing do something. You know, designing a device that has like an intended purpose, getting it to do that, and you know, running up against a lot of my parts rolling their eyes of, I would say. Poor preparation, mm-hmm. <laughs> which my Is that one from part, your one parts, dude, yeah. my one parts fucking hate. Yeah, poor preparation. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they always have to clean up the mess, mm-hmm. and so it's a lot of like kind of cleaning up messes. Because you know, if I ever write a book about how to design something, it's gonna be something like this. The first 80% of the process is the easy part. So panic and work harder than you ever have and cross all the details. And when it's easy, I want you should be working the hardest when it's easy. Because that first 80% of it is going to fly by and be really easy. And then there's going to be the next 8%. And that's going to be really challenging. And you're going to like, oh man, oh shit. And, but you'll be able to push through that by just being smart and like sticking to your guns. And the last 2% to get something is going to be when nothing works. Mm-hmm. And if you panic and make all of your details as detailed as possible and really do all the work up front, when you have to panic for that 2%, it's way less painful. Totally. And it won't be the last minute and way behind and needing way more money it will be one last hard push and then you're through yeah it's like birthing a child totally you know your body's doing all this hard work all this preparation for nine months and then you go into labor that's the last 10 percent, and then you get that one big push and you got a baby mm. that's exactly <laughs> how it happens folks yeah and you know it's been a while since medical school but i'm pretty sure that's how it happens yep that's, so wait let's be clear that's a drastic over exaggeration of <laughs> pregnancy so <laughs> i'm gonna be explicit about that i'm just joking <laughs> yeah no totally but um i just wanted to i i have these parts I, maybe they're my my one parts yeah that are like wait that math doesn't add up exactly that yeah i 80 percent then it would be 18 percent. 18 percent. yeah go. okay cool yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, math too. Like it's been a while since <laughs> engineering school, but I'm pretty sure that yeah. doesn't Okay, cool. Thank you for correcting that, Jordan. That I've was been severely corrected. Jordan's one part. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of other people who are like counting their fingers. Like, I don't yeah. think that was right. Yeah. <laughs> so they're probably like, yay, Jordan. 
Okay, anyways, back to Trauma Horizons. Um, but yeah, I think the the big need that was not being met, that my polarized parts were trying to dance around, was that I needed I need success. I need some kind of win. Some kind of like yeah. release of negativity. Yep. That's And that's what you said this morning. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I was able to achieve that by making a very big brave step today that's really scary but also super relieving that i'm not going to talk about it yet but love it yeah um and then guess what you know i had kind of the good state of mind and a will to dominate <laughs> in a good way so masculine of you and i put my head down and had real clarity about what the issues were mm-hmm. and i solved it would you say that you jumped off a little cliff today i jumped off a big cliff today yeah <laughs> and found that there was marshmallows at the bottom yeah i found out like there was winds down there yeah there is well, there's your success that you're looking for yeah so yeah sometimes you got to jump off a cliff metaphorical cliff people yes, okay don't be jumping off cliff. cliff don't go finding a cliff and jumping off <laughs> and thinking that's gonna save you. <laughs> <laughs> this is my trauma horizon <laughs> <laughs> no metaphorical cliff where you got to take the risk and that, yeah that's what it feels like to your parts mm-hmm. it's big and scary and it usually involves asking for help and the place you least yeah. want people to see. Sur- surrendering to help sometimes. Mm-hmm. For me, it was kind of a big surrender. Yeah. Of just like, I'm going to invest in myself really hard right now mm-hmm. and surrender to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yup. Yep. So what would you say your trauma horizon is right now? If you don't mind me asking. Well, let's see. I think my trauma horizon right now is going to be having the um, the conviction to stick with my surrender. <laughs> uh-huh. And you, do you already have part second-guessing it? No, they're not second-guessing it, but there's a lot of my parts that are just like we'll we'll deal with trying to figure out all the things we need to figure out tomorrow and um i think trying to shift my focus from making things happen in all the like projects and startups and all this kind of stuff into like finding support mm-hmm. that's going to be probably the next trauma horizon for me yeah but we also have a nice pause coming up that's going to be yeah for my birthday yeah and you know i need to i need to follow the tarot we did our tarot for this month and my tarot was definitely about preparing for bigger things in the upcoming months by resting and recuperating and just having some fun 100 percent, yes baby so yeah Love that. Gonna try and hold that because that's another thing too that's been kind of in the back of my mind of just like, man, the universe gave me a very clear, mm-hmm. like, kind of hint 
<laughs> to what I should be doing right now. And mm. I feel like I am absolutely doing the opposite <laughs> of it. <laughs> and I think the uh, universe is just like, tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> you <laughs> don't, you think I don't know what I'm doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> yeah. Wow, baby. Cool. I, man, I love being on this adventure with you. I know. Yeah. Uh, my trauma horizons. Oh yes, tell us. Are for sure feminine energy. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Oh my god, I this don't has been an interesting <laughs> like turn of events. <laughs> it's so cringy. Like secret, it's such everyone. A cringy. Jordan part is the patriarchy. Me. We've discovered this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've got real patriarchal parts inside of me that speak to myself in that way and other women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've got a real bro inside me. Yeah. Real Chad. Giga Chad. (laughs) What'd you you say? Giga Chad. Giga Chad. (laughs) I'll have to show you Giga Chad. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Um,. Yeah, and my own feminine energy and my own feminine desire and longing, I trigger the fuck out of myself every time I, like, go there. And, like, (laughs) there was an exercise within my own self where my own inner masculine and my own inner feminine were supposed to meet. And I was, like, bawling on the bed. (laughs) It was not a fun experience. (laughs) So that inside of me. I've got some serious like feminine energy stuff and it's made me realize that I've actually done a lot of healing around the masculine. It's like the feminine that I don't have a lot of healing around. Mm-hmm. So that is one, one of my trauma horizons for sure. Um, but I got support for that. Signed up for a container. Like that's what I do is I, d- I identify like what the next thing is for me to, Mm-hmm. what what the next trauma horizon is and i get support for it yeah like this, i don't i don't we're not supposed to face our trauma horizons dude, by ourselves no way that's, i mean i think that's why for me especially i've stayed stuck like on that edge because you mm-hmm. get to that edge and it isn't until you know Tony Robbins always says, like, you never make a decision until it's absolutely you're at the worst. Yeah. You're at, like, the most agony that you'll make a decision. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God damn it, Tony. You're right. Because, like, we've probably all been there, whether it's a breakup or a divorce or quitting a job or what else, like... Setting a boundary. Setting a boundary where you are literally just like, I cannot stand this any longer. Uh I refuse. And there's this switch where you're just like, no more. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like very, it's most of the time we don't face our trauma horizons unless we absolutely must. Right. Or until we absolutely must. And so if you don't want to go to that point, seeking help when you, recognize a trauma horizon is mm-hmm. on the horizon for you <laughs> when you're driving down the the highway to hell and you're like trauma you see the sign that says trauma horizon 10 miles and you're like oh shit oh shit i need some fucking support yeah that's when it's time to get a coach get yeah um 
a course, mm -hmm. like find a book. Um, I don't know anything like coach coaches. I mean, therapists too. Got to give them some good. Cred. Yeah. Good therapists and good any, coaches. There's a lot of shitty coaches out there too. But. Yeah. Find a good coach, good therapist, someone that like will help you walk to this horizon and hold your hand while you yeah, step over and it. And help you feel safe doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and just help you navigate the mess because man. It gets messy in there. Yeah. It gets intense. Like for your parts, the stakes get really high when you get close to those wounds. Mm -hmm. So get support. Yeah. So do you want me to share my other trauma? Yeah, horizon? What's your trauma horizon? Okay. Um, so yeah, feminine energy. Oh, that one really, it makes no, I was me there sick. when we realized that <laughs> it makes me like sick sometimes like that one is deep. So deep. The other one, actually, this one's pretty deep too, is my body and like getting in touch with my body and speaking the language of my body and like, relating to my body in a different way mm -hmm. sweet woman yeah sweet woman yes um because like when i'm at home inside of myself i just have a very different relationship with my body than when i'm like in my parts especially my three parts my three parts use my body as like a tool mm -hmm. it's not like something to have a relationship with and like they just get mad when the tool doesn't like isn't do right it, do its duty yeah <laughs> do your duty sweet woman <laughs> yeah isn't that the fucking patriarchy oh man yeah yeah so um changing my relationship with my body and and like especially doing that through stretching and through like fascia releasing and like the trauma that's actually stored in my body so i got a coach to help me do that mm-hmm and then the other trauma horizon is taking my business to the next level. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think you're really getting called to this. Yeah. Because, you know, I think you were, you were kind of on a path that didn't seem like a bad path of like, oh, it's time to rest and just kind of like coast for a little while. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, something... Some higher power was just like, yeah, sorry. That's yeah. You gotta that's, keep going. That's exactly what I heard. <laughs> it was like, this is bigger than you, Jordan. This is way bigger than you. Mm -hmm. So I got a coach for that support for that mm -hmm. big time investment for that. Yeah. And if you're listening to us and being like, where are all these, where are they getting all this like money for these investments? Hook or crook. Is <laughs> <laughs> scraping every barrel and like trying to turn over every leaf. Yeah, that's We're so not true. rich. And no, we're not. We're, uh, we spend all our money on like <laughs> competent support. <laughs> but this is kind of the message. Um, it's, it's a huge trauma horizon to be like to spend money to get help. And this is something I really run up against. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of the best help is not cheap. Yep. And like for a lot of people is like brutally expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, this is the question that always gets me. And it's just like, I can't look away from this question anymore of just like, yes, it's expensive, but this is your life. 
and you're not enjoying your life or living it to the fullest or being happy. So what the fuck? Dude. Uh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Like holding onto that money is not going to fix anything. Yeah. Oh my God. Totally. Like, is this problem that you have, like if, if it got solved and you were past this trauma horizon for the rest of your life, not only this one, but probably a few others, would that be worth $10,000? Yeah. And most people right now are being like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's, that's cool. That's fine. But there will come a point where it is worth that. Yeah. Cause because like you're not paying for the time you're paying for the result. Yeah. And like the freedom that you're going to have for the rest of your life on the other side of this trauma horizon. Mm-hmm. Like every time we cross a trauma horizon, life gets like exponentially better. So much more real. Like we're not living in our trauma past anymore. Like we're seeing through different eyes. Like we become a different person. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're, we're kind of evangelizing right at the moment, but this is, this is something that always felt really out of my grasp. And I want like, part of my mission is to like help people understand that nothing is ever out of your grasp. Um, there's a there's a difference though like if you are like literally struggling to like stay alive and feed yourself mm-hmm. you need to make economical like help choices totally. there's so many books and courses and like good things that if you really like stay dedicated to those you can get your basic needs met mm-hmm. don't go blow your last like dollar on a course that's gonna like i agree you know Get your your basic needs met. Like, I know you hate Dave Ramsey, but. (laughs) Yeah, well, like getting your basic needs met financially is a great nervous system regulation tool. Dude, totally. Um, But yeah, like find those things that are going to help you. This is some of the things that really crushes my soul when you'll, you'll be in some of these courses and they're trying to make money. And like that is a part of these courses. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to like. Yeah. Talk shit about it. But man, when you hear like some of these people who are like, I barely have enough money to like feed myself <laughs> and like my rent is like three months due and I'm like facing eviction and someone's like, yeah, but if you just pull the trigger on this like $5,000 yeah. course, it'll all get better. And you're just like, no, mm-hmm. like, <sighs> like it can, but when a person is that deep, when a person is that hard against a trauma horizon right there that they're not able to meet their basic needs, blowing all their money away, I don't know. It's just so tough. Yeah, I agree. But. but yeah, I I agree. And I think like for me and my parts, it would just have to come down to like a case by case basis because making some like getting your life to the point where you can like when you feel ready to invest in that support is going to be easier if you have that support right and that's that's kind of another weird caveat too of like waiting till you feel like you're ready that's an equation to never like make Mm -hmm. anything happen Mm -hmm. i think there's a difference between like um meeting your basic needs and like being afraid to take the risk for a better life. Totally. Like I think there's a difference in like 
getting your life to a baseline mm-hmm. from crisis mm-hmm. and then like big investments to like get your life to the next level. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're calling this the level up apartment because the launching pad was where we kind of started from like mm-hmm. getting our basic shit together, getting solid, getting really clear, healing what needed healing, aligning what needed aligning. And we're still not there yet, but like now we've moved to this place mm-hmm. and like we're moved to the next level. And now, yeah, it is time to like really invest in ourselves Yep, and like, it's not guaranteed by any means. Nope. But that is the moral of life. Mm-hmm. And you can only just do your fucking hardest yep. to do your best. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. So, Trauma Horizons. Let's wrap this up. Um, You can probably identify a trauma horizon with where you feel most stuck in your life. Mm-hmm. Or most like dead. Mm-hmm. The area of your life you feel most dead in. Yeah, for me, I think there's also the to go along with those two things. Um, there's also a small voice in the back of your head most of the time that kind of is just like, "You need to, you need to do something about this," mm-hmm. or like, "Why don't you try this?" Or mm-hmm. because I know for a long, a long time when I was in. My first story there when I was, you know, kind of habitually lying, there was always a little point of voice in my head that was just like, if you're just brave enough to like be honest, this will get better. That pesky self. Yeah. And man, so many of my parts were just like, no. <laughs> no. Anything but that. Anything but that. So. <laughs> Yep, that's, Take, that's yeah. exactly what it's like. Taking time, like when that little voice speaks, you don't have to like jump on it and be like, okay, yes, and like just bulldoze all your parts. But try to hold space for that voice too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And like let that voice have some power too. Because that voice is what I think is more of like the divine self in you that knows Mm -hmm. the proper alignment for you. Exactly. It doesn't know the like answer. That's because self doesn't give you answers, No. but it will give you like, it gives you the next right step. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. What else? (laughs) And And it like usually asks you to do, the thing that your parts would rather like do anything other than Mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're stuck on that trauma horizon because like you're not, you're doing everything else except the most courageous decision. Mm -hmm. And it's only when you make the most courageous decision, um, that you'll actually like move forward. Yeah. You'll break the cycle. Yeah. 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 When you run up to the thing that you feel like you can't do, I think this is a Tony Robbins thing. When you feel like you, when there's something you can't do, you must do it. That's exactly right. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Yep. And like, that's a very masculine point of view on it. <laughs> but when you can really let that energy percolate, eventually that, that kind of masculine move forward energy 
is going to energize you. Totally. Yeah. And I, I think the feminine version of that is like where you think you can't open, Mm -hmm. you must open. Mm Mm-hmm. That's totally. where you need to let the love in. That's where you need to go slow yeah. enough to listen to life and love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what will foster that, that masculine energy of like yeah. allowing that, that voice and that energy to like open to you. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Boom. There's the Phoenix rising right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love your mind, baby. Aw, thanks, baby girl. Yeah, wow, way to go with this trauma horizon stuff. Like, yeah. I'm seriously going to be talking about this. Oh, yeah. No, this is ours now. Yeah. Nobody steal it. <laughs> we will find you. We will fucking sue your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, this is no, another thing like learning about being an entrepreneur. Every once in a while you run across where they're like, make sure you've got a good lawyer because you're probably going to get sued and you're probably going to have to sue someone. And you're just like, I don't want to. Man, that's the worst. I hope <laughs> yeah. I never sue somebody. Me too. But I if you still Tomorrow Horizons, but... we will come for you. Yeah. <laughs> we have a particular set of skills. We personally won't <laughs> sue you, but we'll find somebody else who will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find the support and the help we need to yeah, come sue you. Yeah, to come sue you. <laughs> That'll be, you will be our fucking Trauma Horizon. <laughs> Just kidding, everybody. We know you all love us and we love you too. And yeah. we hope this has been, um, you know, discovering new modes of mental health with Jordan and Joseph. Mm -hmm. Just another day. Just another day. So thank you for coming on this journey with us. And hopefully there was something useful. Mm -hmm. If you've got a trauma horizon that you need help with, contact us. Contact us. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can email us too. Shit. Oh, yeah. We'd love to hear from you. We don't have an official email for the podcast, do we? No. No. But reaching out even to us on Instagram and DMing us and stuff. Yeah. We'd love to hear that. So. All right. Let's wrap this one up. We got a good solid hour in. Yep. I'm getting the yawns over here. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have to go pee. I have to go pee really bad. Okay. Well, anyways, let's wrap it up so Jordan can go pee. (laughs) All right, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Heart is a Muscle podcast. If you would like to connect more with the lovely Jordan James or myself, Joseph, this is how you can do that. Yeah, so Jordan here. Um, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter, and my handle is at just Jordan James. Um, I spell my name with an I N, so it's J O R D I N. So at just Jordan James on Instagram or Twitter. How about you, Joseph? So yeah, you can find me at on Instagram or Facebook at uh, the one and only Joseph, and that's spelled the number one and only <laughs> Joseph. And my name is J O S E F. Um, so yeah, hopefully that works. Find me there and check us out. Hope to see you there. See you there. Bye.